0: What is up, homies? Welcome back to another review from Heroes Reforged. We are doing a review for DC's Black Adam. Before we get into spoilers, we're going to give you our initial thoughts about the movie spoiler-free, so if you have not seen the movie yet, you can stick around. We will make sure to time code in the description when we get into spoilers, and we'll make sure to let you guys know as well in the video. Before we get into it, if you want to see all the uncut reactions we've been doing for all the shows we've been watching, go to patreon.com heroesreforged If you have not subscribed yet, turn that red button. Great, let's get to 100k. We're very close, and when we hit 100K, we're talking about maybe doing some sort of a fun live stream for the audience.
1: Wait, wait, wait. We have another thing to announce. You guys keep vamping. I'll be right back. I went through all my housekeeping already, so... (laughs) I got nothing for you. This is not a DC-related project, but our boy Hector is a part of a monumental Uh, thing right now. (laughs) You guys have to go pick up this comic. Uh, Hector, can you tell us a little bit of why this is so special and what's going on with
2: this? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. It's a comic that just came out (laughs) from not the Distinguished Competition, but Marvel, they... uh... Uh, put out these these sort of little anthology comics a few times a year that focus on different uh, demographics and groups of people, and uh, they have a really great uh, tradition of doing this now for a few years. This is Marvel's Voices Comunidades or Communities issue number one from twenty twenty two this year came out in September, and I wrote the introduction for it, which is very very yeah, cool. Yeah, boy, and you guys, uh you guys were nice enough to to let me get you a copy, <laughs> and then you had uh-huh, me uh-huh. sign it, and you. can see that actually happen live not live but you can (laughs) check it out in the most recent upcoming episode of the Chexicans podcast which will come out this weekend okay wonderful so you can check that out
1: and um, i'm just proud of you and i wanted it to be in more than more than one video that we did so this is it we gotta let everybody know everybody go pick up a copy
2: show your love to our boy hector because we're very very proud I appreciate it. Anyways.
1: <laughs>
2: we got to start with you, Adam, because I feel like you had a kind of a an idea how this little review would sort of break down. I think we can go non-spoilers and then spoilers, mm. but set us up. You're always so good at setting us up. Adam,
0: please. Sure, I'll set you up. Uh, this movie has been in development since 2007. That's when The Rock was cast as this character. So this movie has been in development for a very, very, very long time. We've been waiting for this movie just about as long as everybody else has been waiting for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like this movie probably Probably has been through many, many transitions, many, many iterations, many versions. The Rock going from Shazam to Black Adam. I was I was looking actually forward to this because The Rock's movies, like I'm a big fan of Jumanji. I'm a big fan of his appearances in the Fast and the Furious films. Mm-hmm, his movies mm-hmm. tend to be obviously very heavily action oriented sometimes they're light on story sometimes they're light on character but i feel like i'm usually at the very least always entertained by his movies and that's Mm. i think kind of how i felt about this movie i think it's Mm. very entertaining i think it's super action packed the spectacle of all the action sequences are great i think the visual effects work is also really really good for me like what it comes down to is i really do wish that this movie focused a little bit more on character Mm -hmm. i think the movie doesn't allow we you know we made the we made the comment before we started recording i said this movie Takes uh this movie exhales and it never takes a breath again. And Augustine's like, no, this movie just screams at you. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually that's actually <laughs> yeah. more accurate. It never mm-hmm. has an opportunity to just kind of like sit. And exist and where we can have moments like there are moments with characters where they're talking, but there aren't necessarily car- moments with characters where I feel like I'm getting to understand who they are and what the right. relationships are and how they are sort of working together. And particularly the JSA, you know, this movie mm-hmm. is obviously heavily focused on the titular character, but they also did bring in the Justice Society of America. And right. to varying degrees, I feel like I understood who Carter Hall was, who Dr. Faye was. I don't really feel like I got to know Adam Smasher and Cyclone that well in this movie. Um, So I really wish that the film would have spent more time in the beginning portion, sort of introducing the Justice Society of America and helping me sort of understand why they're in this movie. So when we get to certain events in the film, I feel like there's a payoff for me really latching onto these characters. Yep. and But that's not to say that I don't think the performances were great. I do think that with what they had to work with, Pierce Brosnan, uh, The Rock was great, Aldous Hodge, the whole entire cast was really great. Mm-hmm. There's just little mm-hmm. elements of the movie that I think I would have removed to focus on development character development a little bit more but i did have fun i really did have a good time and i thought that and i I wish that between that and maybe some of the logic of the film if some of that was maybe tightened up a little bit and and sort of expanded upon more i think i would have loved this movie but i did really have a good time and i really liked it
2: i have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie there are things i really love about this movie and things that made my comic book loving heart very, very happy because I do know some of these characters. I do have a fondness for some of these characters. So yeah, it was great to see Hawkman and Dr. Fate and Adam Smasher and Cyclone and, and Black Adam and these characters. And I think that there are a lot of good things about this movie. And then there are a lot of things that really kind of frustrated me with this movie, but we'll get into more specifics in when we're talking about spoilers. But for me, mm-hmm. it kind of came down to like, I think that the script is fine. I think I could have used one or two less things in the script, things like, um, uh, again i don't want to give away too much but like that that the um fictional country of kandak which is from dc comics and we spend a lot of time the majority of the film in which i thought was very cool there's also like a very like um i even forgot the name of it but it is it is like unobtainium it's a dorky like fake sounding name eternium? there's like the eternium, eternium which yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. this mm-hmm, feels mm-hmm. like vibranium from black panther yep. this feels An like unobtainium, unobtainium from avatar it, you know eternium i don't know how much we, 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 we'll get into it but i know know for example with the hawkman mythos that nth metal right is very very important i don't know if i've ever heard the phrase eternium in any dc comics maybe i have and maybe i'm misremembering it or i forgot Mm -hmm. it i don't know if Black Adam and the mythology of Kandak has ever dealt with that at all, but it felt like a very Hollywood thing to plug in there. Yeah. And those kinds of details in the script, I felt like I felt like I wish I, they weren't in there. What what ultimately it comes down to for me also is the cast is great, the effects mm-hmm. are great, the characters, I'm so happy that all of those characters, and we'll talk about all the characters are in this movie, but the editing really threw me off. That The editing yeah. felt hyperactive crazy. and did not yeah. let me connect to some of these characters and Mm -hmm. that some of the, I guess, like at a filmmaking level, I felt like it was a and then it's that other element too, where it's like, there's only so much you can do. I understand that, but there was a ton of ADR and sometimes Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. forgive it, but other times it's like you clock it and it's like, this is taking me out. This is very... Like you guys are on a set. You guys are on a you know it's this is a a, a production stage. There is mm-hmm. um green screen. There's blue screen. There, all of that stuff is is unavoidable in movies like this. However, we are currently in the middle of watching that show Andor, mm-hmm. and it is it looks like it's shot on location and it's gorgeous. Right. And the ending of the movie The Suicide Squad, James Gunn Suicide Squad, even though they're fighting a giant computer generated starfish, mm-hmm. it feels like they're in a country. It feels like they're walking around on city streets. So those yeah. kinds of details where I'm like I know we're in Kandak this doesn't feel like the real place it feels like a movie Mm -hmm. set it you know the editing is throwing me off the ADR is throwing me off so at a filmmaking level I I felt like I couldn't connect to the movie and ultimately that kind of kept me from connecting and kind of loving the movie so I had a frustrating time we'll get more into the specifics but those are my overall non-spoiler Thoughts. Really quick, mm-hmm. uh, just to clarify,
0: <clears throat> Eternium is the name given to shards of matter cast off from the Rock of Eternity after its destruction by Dr. Savant in his mad attempts to rid the universe mm. of all
1: magic. So um, it is a DC thing. Th- okay. Th- this is like a little th- th- magic. Here. This
0: is from the DC mm. fandom wiki. It says history wise cool. being near okay. it removes the cool. power of Shazam and physical contact leads to injuries. In the 31st century, yes. mm. Thunder found all fragments of Eternium and reassembled them back into the Rock of Eternity. So, and then there's listings so open, of a few appearances gotcha.
2: Gotcha. as well. So it sounds like the sort of uh, kryptonite designed for Shazam, mm-hmm. which yeah, is very yeah. comic booky and very, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing is like, whatever. It's very, very comic booky, but it uh, just also, it's funny that I didn't think that must be an old school DC comics thing. My first thought was this is mm-hmm. a Hollywood thing, which yeah. doesn't bode well necessarily. Like, you know, I, I don't know if, um mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any way that they could have avoided that, making, having me make that connection but um there there you have it It, at least it just it felt so much like it's gonna be tough to not compare to what marvel (laughs) has been doing right that's i'm not i'm not gonna compare with marvel yeah i'm not gonna compare with marvel at all
1: so the way this movie landed for me when i told you guys this earlier but to me it was like if the boys was made back in 1990 directed by michael bay like, that's what this movie is. You like Transformers, you're going to love this movie. You like the Ninja Turtles, you're going to love this movie. Because this this movie wait, didn't speak wait. to me. Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels. That's what this movie feels like. It's like that big, crazy camera angles, big action, like all this stuff has, is happening. It's not necessarily a, wrong, a bad or a wrong thing. I did not connect with this movie hardly in, at any point but the dudes behind us, they were having a good old time. So oh, I was yeah. like, okay, cool. These people are loving it. I'm not seeing what they're seeing, but I'm glad that they are really enjoying it. Um, the laughs were hitting with them. The the character moments where, you know, there would be some lines being echoed and stuff. They were hitting hard with the with the crew back there. So I was like, okay, good. There's an audience that is finding this and I'm glad it found them. Uh, ultimately to me, the movie, the biggest downfall in this movie was the, the editing and the pacing. Because it was just kind of like nonstop roller coaster action that didn't let me connect with anybody. I don't even think I connected with Black Adam as much, and I f- wish I would have. Like I needed a moment to kind of let him sit there and sit in all these tragedies that have happened to him and really, really empathize with him. And I don't feel like I did that. And then there's other moments that other characters, things happen to them. And I don't feel any connection to them either, because it's just the roller coaster does not stop. And to some people, that's what they're looking for. Some people are looking for that nonstop superhero blow them up, smash them up action movie. And that's what this is. I feel like this movie should have come out midsummer and it would have just dominated because that's what people are looking for that's the summer blockbuster and i feel like ultimately um that's that's not what i was looking for in this movie and that's okay um mm-hmm. and other people did find what they were looking for in this movie and that's all right too ultimately for me it was a miss i don't think i really enjoyed this movie
2: there you have it folks <laughs> wow hot dog hot dog. <laughs> but, but, yeah.
1: but but
0: there was a moment that you actually did enjoy we can't talk yes. about it until the spoilers. we can't talk about that, Yeah, which right we're going to talk, about, talk about, about right now. So let's, do let's do just it. get and into this, the spoilers. This, mm-hmm. So for and anybody who has know. not seen the movie yet. Yeah, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to dive into spoilers. You know, you now know our overall thoughts. But if you've seen the movie, we're going to get a little bit into the nitty gritty as we
1: normally yeah. do. Spoilers, off, spoilers, spoilers. Off
2: movie logos are starting and it says you know warner brothers a yeah. warner brothers discovery company and i went man i'm already pissed <laughs> and it morphed into new line Cinema, Street and it went out loud and he's like uncanceled bad girl <laughs> yeah from the movie theater new line a warner brothers discovery company and again i was mm-hmm. just like it's it is frustrating to have any of that color your opinion of project of a piece of art of a piece of entertainment mm-hmm. of, a, of a movie that that even before corporate mergers like you guys were saying dwayne johnson has been trying to do this movie for a long time before i think the when DC he started i think it order. was owned by aol at the time Goof, absolutely <laughs> Goof. absolutely that's that's but it's it's Goosh. just like I'll say this too, that the movie also feels like by the time you get to the end of it, and we can talk about the big sort of moment at the end of it, but it feels as though this movie was made as kind of like a, we'll see you in two years. We'll do another yeah. one of these, as yeah. opposed to this might be the last opportunity we ever have to make the Black Adam story. So we're gonna go all out and we're gonna, do you know what I'm saying? And I kept, kind of kept thinking that throughout the throughout the movie. And I get frustrated with when big franchises Try to dip their toe into that kind of thing, and, and, and into the really beautiful world building and interconnectivity that the DC Comics universe has, and has kind right. of earned, and has had since you know 1940 or whatever, since Superman and Batman met. And I'm and I'm being unfair, but but to compare again to Marvel, sometimes when they make promises, I am very biased in favor of them, and I always give them the benefit of the doubt, and I go if they promise something, I have a feeling that we're they're going to deliver, just because they have that kind of track record. I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm like, I honestly do not know what the state of this franchise is right. going to be right. in a couple of years. I want to see Henry Cavill come back, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Are he and Dwayne even going to do any kind of cameo or pop-up or be mentioned in Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which is coming out this year? Is the Flash movie going to reset any of this stuff? Is the that Those kinds of thoughts are crappy to have when I'm trying to, like... You know, like hey, this is the first really time to get they, into this moment. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Adam, this characters on the screen. And this is also kind of minor stuff, but it but another thing that I was thinking was. Some of the characters and some of the designs were like, Dr. Fate looks sick, like, looks awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hawkman and his shininess, and really Aldous Hodge is what helped, and this is what I was hoping for, won me over with that really shiny, pristine Hawkman, his Mm -hmm. cool ass jet. It's so cliched, superhero. And yet, you know, with his like robes, and then he like jumps out, and then the wings come out, and the cool, like, you know, mace that he has, it all won me over. And Black Adam himself. This is a weird nitpicky thing, but like that suit, that very overly textured superhero modern movie suit Mm -hmm. almost like mutes The Rock's definition, man. Like Dwayne Johnson is Mm -hmm. stick shredded. And when he puts mm-hmm. that thing on, he just kind of looks like he has a big neck. And, and, the, <laughs> and the other thing that's, that's another nitpicky thing is I'm like, <laughs> I feel as though this entire project for years now has really been about it's, it's Dwayne Johnson appearing in a big universe like this and kind of doing it a favor. And how can this also help Dwayne Johnson? It's, that's how Dwayne Johnson movies work as opposed to Mm -hmm. Dwayne did not put on a wig the way that Black Adam in the comics has hair. He did not point his Mm -hmm. little ears the way Black Adam's ears tend to look. And those are dumb little cosmetic changes. But I was thinking about that and I was like, well, Black Adam bald versus Black Adam with this hair that's kind of iconic Mm -hmm. in the books, you know, maybe not as iconic as like Superman's hair or whatever. But like, I was like, why were those kinds of changes made? And I kept thinking, well, Dwayne just looks great bald, you know, and, and, and we would know it's not, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we would know it's not DJ if you put a wig on. And but then I'm like right. but it would be closer to what the character looks like in the comic books. So so those are some kinds of details that um maybe they're not the most important thing but It's crappy to be thinking about, especially like the future of the DC extended universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and let me say this too. Let's just kind of rattle them all off because this is what I did love, you know, to see Amanda Waller, Viola Davis. I would have liked Mm -hmm. more of a scene with her and and less of like a Zoom call. Same thing happened with Peacemaker. I get it. It's a combination of that's how we can schedule actors these days. But it also Mm -hmm. makes sense for the story that Amanda Waller's just calling in. I love seeing Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt. That was awesome. Lover and peacemaker, yep. like great, great, great. And Jaiman Hansu to come back and to continue to the play wizard. the Wizard Shazam mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. And then Henry Cavill showing up. God, he looks good in that suit. His hair looks he's great. The like, he's the man. He's the man. I was so happy that he was there. I just wish also that that scene, maybe they shot it in the last possible second. I'm hoping that they, they do did. that same thing mm-hmm. with with um, with Short Round before the next Indiana Jones movie comes out, people. Mm-hmm. Let's get Kihi Kwan to do a little cameo. <laughs> but that Superman yeah. moment definitely felt like we got Henry on this one set stage for one day, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter if Dwayne Johnson is here or not, versus yeah. it would have been a little nicer for it to feel a little bit more like he's really in a place with mm. Dwayne Johnson who's really in a place and if the scene amounted to a little more than just like we should talk because that mm-hmm. line that trick was done in The Incredible Hulk in 2008 that's Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. talking to William Hurt and being like we should mm-hmm. talk we're putting together a yeah. team and and again if this movie came out in 2007 or 2008 or 2012 I would have been like yeah dude they're gonna but now I'm just kind of like all right man you should talk Let's, you should have a scene together you should act yeah, off of yeah, one yeah. another you know i want to know what you, your point of view is and your point of view is and have some meaty discussion a dialogue mm-hmm. maybe throw mm-hmm. a punch maybe that's asking too much we don't have it in the budget but the a lot of this movie felt like the sort of superhero stuff that i'm like if i were in my early 20s mid my, my mid 20s if this came out 10 15 years right. ago i think i'd be all about it and very forgiving mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now we're in 2022 and so many things about this movie, I it, it, it it's stuff that I just can't forgive and kind of severs me from connecting to it, despite me really loving Pierce Brosnan, Aldous Hodge. The actors who played Adam Smasher and Cyclone, I think, were really lovely, fantastic. And I think that Dwayne Johnson has a a, a fantastic physicality. I think he is really, really well cast as Black Adam. I think mm-hmm. I just wanted, like you guys were saying in the non-spoiler, more of sort of his character, his personality I would have loved if Dwayne Johnson had shed a tear or two for thinking mm-hmm. about his, son. For his you, son you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm yeah. like i'm like we're here you look awesome dwayne you look great give me give me a little bit more of this character <laughs> let me just sink my teeth in just yeah. a little yeah. bit more and I think, then I think, I, that's, I what,
1: think, I liked I think that's what I think that's what was absolutely missing it felt like this movie was built around the fight scenes they're like okay here's one fight scene that we really want to see cool. him do and that's fine they did a good job with those fight scenes like one one of my biggest complaints and I always say this that, that the DCEU got right was showing speed correctly the first time you see the flash kind of take off I was like Oof. boom that's exactly how the flash should move exactly it's lightning quick the like. One frame he's there, the next frame he's gone, right? And they do that with Black Adam. And so mm-hmm. Black Adam's super quick. You never for once doubt that he's not the most powerful being at the moment on screen. And that's awesome. that comes across every single frame. I think the only other issue is that they're sacrificing the connections and the motivations to make those fight scenes matter or worth something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the, the connection that I was missing ultimately. But I think you're right, Hector, had this movie come out, which is why I said that it yeah. feels like a movie that was directed back in the 90s by like some big action director because back back then I would I would have ate it up. I would have been like, hell yeah, this is my shit. This is exactly what I've been wanting to see my entire life. Uh, but now as a, as a 38 year old man, <laughs> <laughs> 38 <laughs> year old man, I'm like, ah, I've seen my share of big bombastic action scenes. Let me, yeah. like, give me a little bit more to chew on. Let me see these actors act. And I think mm-hmm. the only thing that I can compare this movie to is the boys. And I say mm-hmm. the boys because the boys is the anti hero, like the real anti, anti hero story going on right now. It's one of the best things on television or ever created superhero wise at this point anyway Um, but they go the bloody gory violent alternate route which shows that superheroes aren't always on the up and up and in the boys universe you show that the superheroes are actually not great people and they hit you with gore and violence and a little bit of potentially what a real world would look like with superheroes Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what Black Adam did or tried to do but then Tony. That back to a PG
2: thirteen setting. And that's what that's what that's where where my disconnect was to. Absolutely. You're 38, I'm 35. I hope that young people really dig this. And I bet you that like little kids, 13-year-old kids are gonna watch this and go, My favorite superhero is Cyclone. My favorite superhero is Adam Smasher in it, or my favorite superhero is Black Adam. He kills people. It's cool because he's still depicted as having a moral code and he's still, you know. And it's totally okay that movies like this have to have those PG-13 rules. You can still Mm -hmm. do that, but when you look at a movie like Black Panther, the first Black Panther, that movie really explores the philosophy of those characters, the points Mm -hmm. of view. Killmonger shows up and he has such a strong point of view that you... Get it, and you maybe not agree with his methods, but you're like, dude, this is a tough. I agree with you 100%. know even right even to even T'Challa is like <laughs> you're I right i Love Killmonger, dude. Right, <laughs> burn and, it and down, you burn it the fuck down. <laughs> you understand T'Challa's point of view, and this movie yeah. toys with it because it shows us an oppressed people mm-hmm. in a Middle Eastern country, and they are under the the thumb of an international, but probably like American kind of CIA. Type yeah. of an inter gang mm. whatever they want to you know code it as and the people side with Black Adam and they're even against the JSA and that stuff's interesting but they don't really again they don't really chew on yeah. it too too, too much yeah. Yeah. they don't take that kind of hard stance and and also the the villain Sabak or Ishmael I ne- yeah. I'm like he Did, could have been a could have been out of there I didn't need you it you see what I'm saying that's 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 another thing with this film is that to in an effort to show Black Adam. Look, look, I liked when he busted out of a thing at the end, how Dr. Fate ha- had to free him to kind of mm-hmm. ultimately save the world very that was cool. a cool scene yeah cool scene. i i knew nothing about the ishmael character before he turned into Sabak. i knew nothing about what the what that whole plan was going to be other than just demons being like unleash hell on earth and like mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they had let us chew on that a little bit more i think that we could have had maybe not somebody as complex and as fully in the film as michael b jordan's killmonger but somebody that you could go ishmael dude i man he made some good points he made some good points and this is kind of tricky that black adam has to come in and like shut him down because you know whatever but um I think the movie is is very very simple in that regard and that's okay but it leaves us men in our 30s whom we're not the demographic <laughs> admittedly no 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 launching the
1: moment bit i saw the kid on the skateboard with the baggy pants i was like oh <laughs> the kids is the 90s this reminds me of the opening sequence yeah it reminds me of the opening sequence of yeah. the power rangers movie when they're on their rollerblades like oh that's so rad that's super cool, or the opening yeah. rollerblade sequence of Mighty Ducks too. You know, <laughs> like it, it, it gave that kind of vibe where you're just like, "Yeah, that kid's radical." But uh, Adam, um, I know, I know that you. Uh, I, I want to get your idea on the Superman uh, sequence, since you're a resident Superman mm. guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about it? Unfortunately, it was spoiled for me because they had those fan <laughs> screenings, and mm-hmm. literally the minute I opened Twitter on the day of those fan screenings, um, there was a photo of Henry Cavill Superman. So I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad that I don't have to see a headless Superman in a DC movie anymore. Right. Or obscured by, you know, some sort of a shadow. So I'm glad that we finally got Henry Cavill back as Superman. The suit looked great. He Mm -hmm. had the spit curl, which I was not expecting at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They gave him the John Williams theme, which like, I don't have a problem with the Hans Zimmer Superman theme. Like, I like that soundtrack. I think Mm -hmm. just sort of pop culturally, we recognize the John Williams theme as the Superman theme. Whether it's <laughs> comics, animated stuff, movies, whatever, I could have gone either way with that. Like, it's fine. I'm not gonna get excited until they make a Man of Steel two, anyway. But right. it was great just to see him back mm-hmm. as the character, mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You're right. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that, like Hector was saying, you know, it's so tough to say because the current regime at Warner Brothers, they they say they have a plan, but everything that they're doing from the outside perspective looks really not good right now. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that they have some sort of a plan for the DC universe. I know that Henry being in the movie was something that, that The Rock has said that him and Danny Garcia and his team really fought for. So it seemed mm-hmm. like maybe there was some apprehension, whether it was from other people involved in the movie or maybe, you know, the higher ups at Warner Brothers. That they like weren't really sure whether or not they wanted to go in that direction because maybe they just didn't know what they wanted to do with the character. But ultimately, I'm glad that he's in it. But the next thing that I want to see, and I do agree with The Rock with this, is you don't just come out and do a Superman versus Black Adam movie. You build to it. Mm, So I'm I'm Mm. I'm happy that that they've acknowledged that and that they're saying that. And before we even get to that, I want to see a Superman sequel, a proper sequel to Man of Steel. I agree yeah.
2: with that and I feel like you know back years back I was like there should be a Shazam movie then a Black Adam movie then then Shazam Black Adam but like mm. Superman is involved but now I'm going with the with the with the power display in this film they could literally pay whoever they could pay to come back and maybe recast Barry Allen but they could straight up do Justice mm-hmm. League versus Black Adam Black yeah. Adam yeah. could be yeah. the threat of a mm-hmm. full Justice League movie sprinkle mm-hmm. in a little JSA trying to help out, you know, mm-hmm. Amanda Waller's yeah. involved, a big DCEU thing, peacemakers mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But but Black Adam could hold it down himself as the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that would be a great build to kind of a thing, you know, yeah, I think that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, totally. So that got me really excited, but you know, and I, I I know the conversation online has also been like, we're super excited, Henry's back. And I'm like, just because we've been burned so much by, by the way that universe has been handled, I'm not excited until I see a slate it's the first day of mm-hmm. filming man of steel 2 is officially in production no no no
2: no, no. until you're sitting in the theater my friend <laughs> that's because true. that's true they'll cancel that shit for a that's tax write off you don't know how long,
1: look how long we waited for this movie adam. <laughs> i'm sorry adam i'm look sorry how long adam. we waited for this no one. you're 100 percent right that's true <laughs> yeah yeah when
0: i'm sitting in the theater and i have popcorn in hand and i'm like i'm sitting in the theater to watch man of steel 2 that is yeah. truthfully the moment that i'll be like this finally happened so mm-hmm. i love yeah. that I, I thought it was really cool to see him again like I think. Anyone who's a Superman fan has been waiting to see that character uh, for so long because you know that that whole thing has just been handled so awkwardly in the past but mm. but in terms of the the film itself yeah I think there's some logic that just doesn't really work for me geographically I feel like the movie does a really poor job explaining and showing us where Kandak is in re- relation to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and it also when they go off and they deliver Black Adam to Task Force X or we see other characters going to I'm like I don't I'm really having a hard time placing like where this is supposed to be um, mm-hmm. I feel like with with other fictional cities even in other dc movies i feel like it's been very easy like okay i understand mm-hmm. where the mascara is and i understand the proximity to or to relationship to where it is compared to other cities Batman versus superman i understand where metropolis is and i understand where gotham city is this was you know, a little would have t- been
2: great yeah uh, mission impossible movies are also very international but you really mm-hmm. kind of know they they kind of lay it out yeah. to where they're going and you and either because you Cause it's the real world but even if not you're like oh okay now we're over here now we're in this country now we are right. in this country two days later like that would have been um to, to have the flavor of a mission impossible film a little mm-hmm. bit more to mm-hmm. go off of what you're saying uh you don't need too too much explanation but i would have liked a little bit more of who are the jsa oh no are 100%, they? How, 100%. how long have they been around because the 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 fact that also this was so great henry winkler had that cameo on the so film. amazing love that that was awesome. that, <laughs> that was then great. i'm like i'm like is it asking too much for a scene with him and noah centineo in person right a scene mm-hmm. with henry winkler mm-hmm. somewhere in person um not a full-on michael douglas and ant-man type of a role but something to be like mm-hmm. you know here's a picture of him back in the day this was adam smasher back in the day cyclone is also supposed to be like a generational like legacy character like Mm -hmm. in the family there was another superhero that was like the red tornado or or ma hunkle or whatever there are things that that could have been you know aldous hodges carter hall has the mansion because he is kind of immortal and has all these lives just little things Mm -hmm. like that where it's like especially with noah and quintessa playing cyclone yeah then make the new characters it's like okay great they're the opportunity characters to come in and be like Whoa, what is this? And then some, you know, Dr. Fade yeah. or Hawkman are just yeah. like, it's this, this, and this. You know this because we called you because your grandpa or your uncle right, or right, your right. grandmother. And now we're in it. And Hawkman has all this money because he's been alive since Egyptian times. And let's go. That was kind of,
0: that was, that was my big thing that I was kind of surprised by because yeah, when I think of a movie like Inception, for example, Ariadne, the character that uh, Elliot Page plays, Christopher Nolan uses that character to explain to the audience what is happening. And I felt like Noah Centineo's uh, and Quintessa Swindell's characters would have been the perfect opportunity because they kind of just get thrown in. And I would have been like, great, use these characters and have them ask questions. So the audience understands what is the JSA? how long have they been around Mm -hmm. apparently there's an established relationship between dr fate and and hawkman great Mm -hmm. can we get a little bit more can we get a a little bit bit more Mm -hmm. so when we get to Mm -hmm. the end and Mm -hmm. spoilers dr fate dies i really would have wish i would have felt something like i Mm -hmm. i understand from the scenes that they share that they're friends and they've worked together but i think emotionally i wanted to feel it more that there really was Mm -hmm. like a loss there uh, which i didn't get too much of that um but i also on the on the complete opposite end of it i also would have been okay if adam smasher and cyclone weren't in the movie i don't Mm -hmm. know if those characters Mm -hmm. necessarily added anything and i think if they would have done things like that to really help them sort of be the in for the audience and I think it would have I would have been like, great, these characters served a really great purpose. We got to understand their powers really well. We got to understand mm-hmm. what their function was on the team. We. Mm-hmm. It's kind of vague. It's kind of vague. It's a little messy. We don't really know. Um, and then when it comes to the villain, uh, Sabak, I'm like, this movie should have just been either Dr. Fate and Hawkman versus Black Adam. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. using the people of Kandak or the two characters To sort of like help the JSA understand Black Adam and what his perspective Mm -hmm. is, while also kind of throwing in that swerve of the actual backstory of what happens in Kandak. Because I thought that Mm -hmm. was really interesting. And Mm -hmm. the trailers kind of also throw you because they don't, they kind of tell you what the backstory is, but not really. So I thought Mm -hmm. that there was like all the elements I think were really there. I think the movie just should have been okay with one taking a breath to give us a little bit of exposition, a mm-hmm. little bit of backstory and character development too. I think it would have been totally fine for it to just not have all those characters and yeah. save them for black Adam two or save them for a JSA movie proper. It's uh it is, it is what it is. And I think part of my, probably all of our frustration a little bit is the fact that this movie has been in development for so long. If sure. this movie yeah. was announced in yeah. 2015 and it came out this year, then I'd be like, okay, well maybe there were plenty of reasons why they couldn't get it done in the time that they did. but. 17 Mm -hmm. years later, 15 years later, you think, damn, you guys had a decent amount of time to really read through this script quite a bit. Decent. And
1: you've seen my gray hairs grow out of my beard (laughs) by the time this movie came out. Like, go look at our videos when that was first announced look at my beard now bros this is all black adam stress this is all just waiting for black adam
0: yeah so i think that's you know that to me is the big thing and i i I, you know there's plenty of movies that i that i have that opinion of it's not just this film a lot of movies that i've been in development for a while or are part of some sort of anthology or ip that i'm like you could have just spent a little bit more time not trying to get this out when you needed to not to make a release date. Just really Mm -hmm. focus on the character because I think at the end of the day and I know it's hard because, you know, you guys were saying younger audiences will really dig this movie. I think younger Mm -hmm. audiences also aren't necessarily looking for the things that we are as older, sort of more experienced film loving people. Mm -hmm. I do do look for the character stuff, you know, those types of moments where I'm like, God damn it, this really sold me. And I love this character. That's not to say Mm -hmm. that this movie didn't do that for me. There are moments where I'm like. Cool, this is awesome that Black Adam's doing this. Cool, Mm -hmm. this thing that Dr. Fate is doing is awesome. This thing that Hawkman is doing is great. Um, But I think, you know, there's like these little moments and sometimes it kind of comes together. And sometimes I'm like, woof, just relax. And Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. goes, and I was kind of a little bit disappointed by this only because Lawrence Scher, who's the cinematographer, he did stuff like the Joker that I thought looked really, really good. And in this mm-hmm. movie, I'm like, someone should have just put the camera on a tripod somewhere and just let them have a wide shot of all the characters. Man. The camera was just doing this and it was like, mm-hmm. in the ship, we're moving the camera this and way and it's and doing this. And I'm like, bro, everywhere. it's okay to lock the camera off and just let mm-hmm. the camera yeah. kind of exist in the mm-hmm. in the make-believe world that it's in. Uh,
2: I will also, I, think, uh, I just wanted to just throw out. in a po- positive note. I did mm-hmm. think that <clears throat> the action was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I yes. think like you were saying Augustine. The, the the way that they showcased everybody's kinds of powers and stuff and like gear and mm-hmm. tech and everything was pretty cool and oh. mm-hmm. it, it comes out of nowhere and it's tonally, maybe it's not the right move maybe but when that needle drop happens and it's back in black no when it's um mm-hmm. painted black mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and and black Adam uh is just slow motion killing all these like army dudes and mercenary yeah. guys yeah I thought it was cool as shit. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's when <laughs> mm-hmm. that's when the movie kind of came alive for me in that kind of opening. Yeah. Because the the earlier stuff leading up to that wasn't really working for me all that well. And then Black Adam was awakened and killed all these dudes. But that slow motion, like mm-hmm. moving a missile, like I could watch a lot of that for longer. And it's I think <laughs> I think um, yeah. the story not also being able to kind of back some of that up. I think that that uh, I want to shout out Sarah Shahi who played Adriana, the the mom and the um prof- mm-hmm. professor, distance fighter. And her son, uh, the character Aman, were like, I'm happy they were there. And also her brother, who her brother is was the, really funny, like, Mohammed Amr. I wanted to see more of that. But yeah, he was like a great comedic actor. <laughs> who, I'm like, give this guy more, give this yeah. guy more, give her more yeah. to do, give this son maybe a little bit less. I didn't love the, the skateboarding son with the cape stuff. That stuff didn't no. work for me. <laughs> You know, but but those were good elements to have. The, the what I did the love son with and the, the uncle with yeah. the
1: brother was yeah. when he pops out of the car, full confidence in front of these demons from hell. He's like, "I die by electricity. Let's go, yeah. baby!" Boom, and he's like fun. Go. fun,
2: very fun, <laughs> very fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, that got me really well. But like, yeah. yeah, you're you're right, Hector. Like there was there was these really cool moments with these characters, Um, and I feel like we just needed more of them. Like there, and there was nothing, nothing wrong with like the acting or anything like that. I feel like the rock was in probably some of his best form in this movie because Mm. he started off as the heel in wrestling and he's kind of the heel at this point in this movie Mm -hmm. where he's like Mm -hmm. the anti-hero badass. I'm I'm still going to have people cheering for me anyways. I did feel like they did a good job of, um, of making him seem like a person that a kingdom or uh, a group of people would rally Mm -hmm. behind. Yeah, because it's it's never it's never fully black and white. Like there's always going to be different perspectives that people see different superheroes in. And some people it's just like we were talking about with the Jedi. Right. Uh, When we were watching uh, Jedi, the Jedi Jedi. vision, no, uh, Tales of the Jedi last night. Like some people could see the Jedi as just like goons working for the government right and some people could see a superhero that doesn't care like what what were what were doctor fate and hawkman doing to help right. the situation of the people who were already being kind of oppressed mm-hmm. by this big what, what intergang force where inter-gang. where were where were they where were they when intergang was like invading the area That's right it. and so That's what's up. i don't yeah. i don't I don't discount the the motivations behind the people of, of that. So I think they did a good job of portraying that and really making me feel like, yeah, cool. OK, I can understand why somebody would follow a man like that because he's doing the things like they even said in the movie. He's doing the things that those other superheroes wouldn't do. And mm-hmm. it's, that's not just killing people. That's like standing up for the people who are in this area that nobody mm-hmm. else would stand up for.
2: Who who doesn't care about what I got from it? Right. Doesn't care about the rules of like, you can't do that because you're in another country and you're doing this and you're doing that. Black Adam is the character that ignores all of those kinds of rules. And it was also super cool and creepy how much he floated around in this movie, I, right? Yeah, it was so yeah, funny. Yeah, every, scene,
0: every scene, I'm like, are yeah. his toes going to be touching the floor or nope, no. he's floating? Okay, it. cool. I love cool. it. But if I could float, I great. would
1: float all the time. Totally. totally. It
2: just- totally. I wouldn't use my legs. I labels. would I never walls, touch the ground ever again. Floating. <laughs> that, yeah, that stuff was great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think that the other thing that I left the theater feeling was, despite my issues with this movie, that if we learned that there was going to be a Black Adam 2 in development or that these characters were going to appear in a Shazam 3 or a Justice League, whatever, that I still think that the cast, all the characters that were left alive by the end of this film mm-hmm. and um, the JSA and, and you know, whatever, um, maybe even having like Pierce Brosnan do the voice of the helmet of fate. You know, until it until it chooses a mm-hmm. new champion or whatever. Yeah. All of that stuff can still work. With I want to see another team of screenwriters and possibly another like mm-hmm. editing approach and kind of like mm-hmm. a, like at the filmmaking level. This stuff could yeah. still work, and I think I could still Absolutely. be super super down for whatever this movie is setting up. But um, yeah. I wish everybody well, and everybody did a great yeah. job. And I I'm down for a editing. sequel. I'm yeah. down for a sequel. I don't I don't, totally, I don't yeah. feel
1: like the issues in this movie are not are are like nails in a coffin for this movie. I feel like given everything, everything that we said could be better, I don't feel like this movie was unredeemable in a sequel. I feel like they laid down things that could potentially pay off really well or improve in a a second Mm -hmm. movie. Like if they just give us a little bit more time with the characters, I'm down. Like, let me, let me hang out with Black Adam or whoever they decide to bring into the movie for, for the next one. It's
2: not my least favorite DCEU project. Oh, not at all. It's just not my, it's just not my favorite. And in this day and age, with how much pressure each one of these DCEU movies gets and has to kind of live up to, there's one, maybe one a year, one every few years. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the aftermath of canceling Batgirl and that guy being like, well, we just want to protect the DC brand. I'm like then every DCEU movie coming out has got to be this as good time. as Avengers oh, Infinity no. War. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's got to be as yeah, good as Black exactly. Panther 1. Uh-huh. And if it ain't, mm-hmm. then uncancel Batgirl. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's the, only, <laughs> oh, the man. only way to look at it, Hector.
1: <laughs> but I agree. I need to get uncancel Batgirl tattooed on my forehead. Right under damage. Every time you say it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I totally agree, though. I I think that everything that they laid down, everything that presented was really good groundwork. I agree, though, that I think I would love to just spend more time with the characters, slow down the movie a little bit. It doesn't need to go 200 miles an hour for the entire two hours. Let Mm -hmm. it breathe. Let us live in the world. Let us understand the characters, their motivations, what they're all about. Um, But everything else, you know, for the most part, I thought was great. Like, did I have fun? Was I entertained? Was I sitting there eating my popcorn, being like, all right, cool. I'm in a DC movie. And I mean... Look, the last few projects that they've done, I've enjoyed them. Like, I really Mm -hmm. like the Suicide Squad. I really Mm -hmm. like Peacemaker. I really Mm -hmm. like Birds of Prey. You know, like some of the Mm -hmm. stuff that they've done in recent years, I liked. And I'm looking forward to Shazam, Flash, Uh, Aquaman 2, I'm looking forward to. My only hope as someone who loves DC is that stay true to the characters, take yeah. swings, but also make competent films. And if you're going to mm-hmm. do it in an extended universe where everything is supposed to interconnect, make it make sense, take your time, mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. rush. If the movies are good, people will come yeah. back time and time yep. again. If it takes a few years to build to a new Justice League film or to build to the Black Adam versus Superman versus Shazam movie, fine take the six years that it'll take to get yeah. to there i'm okay with that don't all you don't always have to listen to everything that the fans say we want it tomorrow no <laughs> do it when it feels right yeah. when the stories have been built up that's all i'll say about save listening the, to the save fans Save the fans
1: from themselves that's all i yeah. can say save the fans <laughs> exactly. from themselves because they know not all of them know exactly what's good for the franchise so yeah
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: exactly and on that note let us know down in the comments below what
0: you thought about black adam your thoughts your theories where do you think it could go what did you think about the story and the characters what are other jsa characters you would like to see built out into this universe and uh maybe maybe other justice league characters as well of course i want to know everyone what everyone's theories are for the future of the dc universe because you know it could go one of two ways and hopefully it's just gonna (laughs) go up from here on out let us know in the comments up, up below in way some would say subscribe if you haven't already <laughs> and we'll see you guys in the next one
2: bye. bye also do you guys ever get thrown off how like this has been happening for a few movies and ma- mainly since shazam but that like in this universe there are like dc comics and posters and images and logos <laughs> of these characters <laughs> yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. like i'm like you know some of it is yeah. even like pre new like new 52 comic and i'm just yeah. i'm like i have so many questions it's so yeah. like that, that they're like. Kid drops a Wonder Woman comic, but it's like DC Rebirth, and I'm like, yeah. Wonder Woman barely just debuted on on the planet in in 2016. I guess yeah. I don't know how long have they been making Wonder Woman comics. And now there's like a Rebirth line of
1: yeah. There's already a Rebirth. Mm-hmm. It's been a long <laughs> time, Hector. Uh, it's just yeah. like, oh,
0: did uh, John Carpenter yeah. was his big claim to fame, The Fog, or Halloween, <laughs> or what are we over here? Yep. <laughs>